You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode number 1,226, and it's our 1,540th interview here. As you know, we've been on the air since March of 2009, and we are the longest-running business podcast headquartered in Orange County, California. I think we have a very good segment for you today. I'm excited for it. Author and award-winning speaker, certified EOS implementer, and the visionary for EOS Worldwide, Mike Payton, and from here on we'll just refer to him as Payton, joins our show to discuss two things. One, his book, Get a Grip, and two, how he helps entrepreneurs clarify, simplify, and achieve their vision by mastering the simple concepts and practical tools contained within EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Peyton, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you, Richard. Great to be here. Uh, Let's get started very quickly. What's the main idea contained in your book, Get a Grip? Well, it's that uh, if you're an entrepreneur or a leadership team member of an entrepreneurial company, it's just inevitable that you're going to get stuck from time to time. And often you'll find that the things that got you here won't get you unstuck. And the book lays out a, a system and a process and a set of simple tools to help get you unstuck and achieve your vision. So Get a Grip is a business fable, and you co-authored this with Gina Wickman, who's the best-selling author of Traction. The subtitle for Get a Grip is How to Get Everything You Want from Your Entrepreneurial Business. What was your inspiration for co-writing this book with Gino and writing it as a fable? Yeah, so in my early days as an EOS implementer uh, with a history as a speaker and a writer of content, I was very passionate about reaching entrepreneurs through whatever medium was possible. And so I approached Gino with the idea to write a business fable because, as uh, you know firsthand, a lot of entrepreneurs entrepreneurs are more experiential leaders than tactical or learners rather than tactical learners. And so I felt that telling a story illustrating the concepts and traction might hook and create value for a larger group of readers. And uh, Gino was thinking the same thing. And so we agreed uh, very quickly to collaborate and haven't looked back since. And can you just, for those aspiring authors that are in our audience, our audience are Small and mid-market business owners and CEOs, many of them believe maybe they have a book that would, you know, share some bit of knowledge. For your version of the writing process, as you co-wrote with Gino, can you just give us a sense for what was that process like for you? Sure. So, uh, you know, the creation process was actually the easy uh, part of the puzzle. You know, Gino had the experience of having uh, published traction, and so I was able to lean on his uh, expertise and and experience. But the two of us spent some time getting aligned around a plan and an approach and a set of characters and a scenario that we would play out in the book. And then I would go create the first chapter send it to Gino for feedback, do some revisions, get some test reader feedback, more revisions, and then we'd move on to the next chapter. And, um, and so we did that for a period of about nine months, ultimately completing the book, uh, getting it in manuscript form. We had a skillful and successful editor take a 
cut at it and uh, make some recommendations, and then we submitted it for publication, and then we spent another 10 months or so uh, working with this publishing company, Ben Bella Books, out of uh, Texas, to uh, get it ready for publication. And what I would say the most difficult part of the process was wasn't the creation process, it was the editing and the refinement and the detail orientation required to push a product like this over the finish line can be very uh, complicated and, and challenging. Yes, it's not a quick process, is it? It takes patience to finish the product. Not not at all. Okay. Not at all. Well, Peyton, I wonder if you could share with us the target audience for your book, and what will they gain from investing the time to read your book? Yeah, so the book is written for the, the target audience of, uh, of EOS and EOS Worldwide, which are uh, entrepreneurs, uh, people who own or run privately held companies with between 10 and 250 people who are growth-oriented, open-minded, uh, flexible, nimble, adaptable, want help, want to take their business to the next level, and, uh, and uh, want to work alongside their leadership team and somebody who can help them to get there. As you've described those, I think of, as you know, I work with small and middle market business owners here in Southern California, building CEO peer groups through Renaissance Executive Forums, and I'm also an EOS implementer here in Orange County. And it is the, uh, you're looking for a person who is looking to grow their business and wants to do things differently, aren't you, to take on something like EOS? Yeah, you know, what I would say, I, th I think Gino did really well in creating EOS is this is a, an approach for people who want to bring some structure, discipline, and accountability to their organization without killing its entrepreneurial spirit right. and its adaptability and flexibility and nimbleness. And, um, and if you like things just so and you don't want to look under the hood every day and, and find ways to get better. It really isn't for you, right? but it's also not, um, uh, you know, a system for creating a lot of bureaucracy, red tape, and, and sort of corporateness uh, in a fast-moving entrepreneurial company. Which is what I loved about um, your book, Get a Grip, and um, the, the predecessor, Traction. The, it's the right level, in my opinion, of systems and planning and bringing people onto the same page, and the cadence and the and the requirements from the entire company to buy in, it's it's appropriate for companies in that space that you said with 10 to 250 employees. I noticed that you are titled the visionary for EOS Worldwide, and I kind of have two questions. We've talked a little bit about EOS, but maybe you could explain what EOS Worldwide is, and then what does it mean to be the visionary for EOS Worldwide? <laughs> I'm not sure we have enough time for the answer to all of those questions, uh, Richard, but uh, I'll start with the EOS Worldwide as an organization that exists to share EOS with the world, the process, the tools, uh, the model with the world to help entrepreneurs world over get what they want from their businesses. The way we do that is we find uh, people like me who are passionate about helping entrepreneurs, and we... Uh, invite them to join our community of professional EOS implementers. Uh, we then train and onboard them into that community, and then we support them with a series of ongoing uh, learning events and uh, robust online resource center to help them live their ideal lives while helping as many entrepreneurs as they can. So that's EOS Worldwide. And then the visionary 
is a term that uh, Gino coined as he was creating EOS and writing traction uh, to underscore the difference between the people who found and build entrepreneurial companies from scratch and the people who keep the trains running on time. And the visionary is more of a builder. The integrator is the person who manages the day-to-day, is the glue for the organization, drives accountability at the leadership level, whereas the visionary is the person coming up with big ideas, imagining what's possible, pushing through barriers, keep a finger on the pulse of the culture of the organization or the trends in your industry. That's what a visionary does and is. And those are two very different personalities and and focuses for executives, aren't they, the difference between an integrator and a visionary? Yeah, and when, when, um, when it works well, there is a healthy tension between visionaries and integrators, but they are aligned in a common mission of achieving and maximizing what's possible for the business they're running together. And so visionaries and integrators both solve problems and eliminate barriers and help the company grow and change, but they come at it from a completely different angle. The visionary, typically a 30,000-foot thinker, um, not constrained by boundaries or barriers. You know, if you want to highly motivate a visionary, tell them something's impossible. Um, (laughs) Right. And uh, and one of my favorite quotes uh, uh, of a visionary is I hear and I hear this a lot from people who have founded and built highly successful organizations is they'll say, Peyton, I'm really good at managing people who don't need to be managed. <laughs> and, you know, that's not really a thing, uh, Richard, uh, <laughs> to manage people who don't need to be managed. And so integrators are the people who get in the trenches and and have the tough conversations when accountability is an issue and maximize the performance of of their leadership team members and harmoniously integrate the way these sometimes headstrong people play together to achieve a common goal, whereas the visionary leads and inspires and creates clear vision. That's when it works best. So we're talking with Mike Payton. I call him Payton. He is the co-author of Get a Grip. And if you want to learn more about the visionary and integrator, I would suggest you look for the book Rocket Fuel, which is also in the Traction Library. It's a great book that goes deeper than we were able to. But thank you very much, Payton, for sharing the visionary and the Traction role within middle market companies. I'd like to. Uh, you bet. I'd like to move on and ask you. Um, can you help our audience to understand the EOS model? Can you help CEOs and business owners to how how does it help them to look at their business in a whole new way? Yeah, that's a great tee up. You know, one of the things that uh, motivated Gino to create EOS in the first place was this passion for helping entrepreneurs and this knack for figuring out what the difference between truly great organizations and you know average organizations is. And one of the things he discovered is that the problems, challenges, obstacles, roadblocks that the entrepreneurs and leadership team members that he was working with back in the early days all fell into six very common categories. We now call them the six key components of a truly great business. And what he discovered was whatever the symptom was his leadership team members were complaining about or dealing with, 
it fell into one of these six key components. And so the EOS model is a visual illustration of those components. And basically it's the vision component, getting everyone in the organization 100% on the same page with where you're going and how you plan to get there. The people component, ensuring you find, hire, and retain great people. The data component, making sure you're running your business on a handful of numbers that actually brings you insight and helps make better decisions day to day, week to week. The issues component, the ability to identify problems and challenges and issues as they arise and make them go away forever. The process component, which is just the ability to get the most important things in your business done the right and best way every time. And the traction component, the ability to instill discipline and accountability in your business so that everywhere you look, people are executing on your vision, bringing it down to the ground and helping you achieve what you know you can achieve with everybody's help. I love the the simplicity of the sixth. You gave a beautiful kind of summary of that. And, and I guess I'd ask you maybe to help the CEOs and business owners out there to understand the relationship between the vision, which is at the top of the circle when you draw the circle, and the traction, which is at the bottom of the circle, and how those two really, the traction helps the vision to become a reality. Can you share a little bit? Yeah, and I'll just give you, you know, 20 seconds on each component and how we strengthen it, and, and I think your your listeners will will get a sense for the relationship. So to strengthen the vision component, what happens in an entrepreneurial company isn't the vision dries up or goes away. I've never seen an entrepreneurial company with no vision. <laughs> what happens as a company grows from 1 to 10 to 40 to 100 people is pretty soon you get too much vision. Everybody's got a slightly different view of where we're going, how we plan to get there, what's most important right now, and who's going to do what. And so when we're strengthening the vision component, we're really working with the leadership team to get all that thinking out on the table. A lot of it's really good thinking, but we've got to align around one vision that we're all committed to executing on. Once our vision is clear and simple and can be communicated regularly to everybody in the organization, then we've got to make sure everybody is disciplined, crystal clear on their priorities, and accountable for executing on every aspect of that vision so that quarter in and quarter out, we feel like we're actually closing in on what we're trying to accomplish rather than standing still or, worse yet, feeling like it's disappearing over the horizon, which so many entrepreneurs uh, struggle with on a regular basis. And so traction is just bringing the vision down to the ground, executing on it, making it feel more and more possible every day rather than more and more remote. And I love in the people element, talking about having the right people in the right seats. Can you share a little bit on that to our audience, please? Yeah, you bet. Starting with credit for Jim Collins for creating such a beautiful description of the unique challenge people who own and run companies face. You know, the the right person, the right people idea is everybody in your organization shares your core values and fits your culture. They're the kind of people you want to have in the foxhole with you when you're going to war in your business every day. People in the right seats are really, really good at their job, independently, without a lot of coaching, mentoring, or redirection required. And so one of the things we said, it's beautiful 
ideology and imagery from Jim Collins, one of the things we do in EOS is we try and make that really simple and tactical. And what I love about it is we separate those into two distinctly different ideas. Because one of the things I always struggled with as a as a supervisor and manager in the early part of my career was I'd mush those two ideas together and I'd be paralyzed because a lot of times you have people you love who aren't very good at their job or people who are really good at their job that are cultural disasters <laughs> and you get stuck. And so hopefully that illustrates the concept enough to give your readers some or your listeners some insight into, into how we help our clients strengthen the people component. You're doing an amazing job. There's more to talk about than we have time for. And I would suggest if you'd like to learn more, uh, getting a copy of Get a Grip is a great way to start as well as traction. I'd like to move on, if I could, and, and ask you about implementing you the in, uh, entrepreneurial operating system, EOS, into a business. You know, it's done by following a proven process, which I love. Uh, you know, it's called the EOS process. And I'm just wondering if you could share an overview for this process when it's purely implemented. Yeah, so it is basically a series of full-day sessions around a conference table with the people who own and run an entrepreneurial company, typically three to eight people referred to as the leadership team, or uh, some people call it the executive team or senior leadership team, but three to eight people. And, and on average, a uh, client will spend about 10 full days over two years working with a professional EOS implementer learning how to implement the EOS tools in their business, strengthening the six key components, and uh, and then they've kind of got it, and they do what we call graduating uh, because we've taught them everything we've got to teach them. The system has become their own way of operating their entrepreneurial company, and we get the heck out of their way and let them run their business, achieve their vision, and are there to help uh, in the future when they have a challenge or a problem or an issue that needs some attention. It is uh, a powerful process, and again, you can learn more about it in the books that we had been talking about, and we'll put those in the show notes as well. Um, Peyton, what in your experience at a high level are the main benefits for a business owner when they implement EOS? It's, it's, you know, it's a response to the five common frustrations that most entrepreneurs are familiar with. The first is that you're out of control. Things have gotten out of control. You used to feel like you were running your business and now your business is in charge. And uh, when you implement EOS in your business, it gives you back a sense of control without having to micromanage anything or beat your head against the wall 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, the second common frustration is people. A lot of entrepreneurs I talk to are frustrated with their business partners, their leadership team members, their employees, their customers, their vendors, you name it, they're frustrated. And so EOS helps reduce your level of frustration with your people by ensuring you're constantly surrounded by people who fit your culture and are great at their jobs. The next frustration is, is profit and a lack of profit, if I'm not being clear. And, uh, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs feel like they invest everything they've got into their businesses. I'm not just talking money. I'm talking time, spirit, uh, emotional energy, whatever it is, whatever capital you've got, you're investing it all, and you're just not getting enough in return. Uh, the, the next one is, is this feeling that you're stuck. A lot of entrepreneurs will say, 
you know, the first couple of years were fun and easy, almost too easy. And then all of a sudden, wham, I hit the ceiling and I'm stuck and I can't get myself unstuck. And uh, EOS eases that pain and, and helps you get unstuck and take your business to the next level. And then the last one is a, is really a symptom of the prior frustration. And a lot of times an entrepreneur who's stuck will try lots of things and it exhausts the people around them. They become mm-hmm. a flavor of the month organization and they're constantly implementing new initiatives that don't seem to help everything. And because the OS is a coherent, holistic, complete system with a set of practical road tested tools that works, um, you know, it's trying one thing and getting real results that makes a big difference. Well, those are powerful, and thank you for taking us through them. You're the visionary for EOS Worldwide, so I can't let you off the radio show podcast today without asking, what's in the future for EOS Worldwide, Peyton? Yeah, it's a great question. So we're focusing most of our time and attention right now. It's a great business problem to have. I couldn't be happier about this. Making sure that we're building infrastructure and uh, international distribution capabilities fast enough to meet um, the onslaught of demand for EOS worldwide. In just about every country around the world, there's a growing interest for um, systems, tools, processes for improving the effectiveness of entrepreneurship. And uh, we are working really hard to grow uh, EOS worldwide so that we're there to help entrepreneurs get what they want from their businesses and to find uh, professional EOS implementers who can do great work for these folks and to help their businesses grow, help them live better lives, and quite frankly, help transform the civilizations and communities around the world that are relying on entrepreneurship for the next generation. That's awesome, and thank you for sharing. Last question, Peyton, how does someone learn more about EOS worldwide, and how do they find your book in the Traction Library? Well, we're big on clear and simple, so I'm going to make it super clear. EOSWorldwide.com is a one-stop shop for anything you want to know about uh, implementing EOS, including uh, ordering and learning more about the five books in the Traction Library, finding a professional EOS implementer, downloading free tools and content that will help you implement these tools in your business, Go there, and you'll get all your questions answered. Peyton, I want to thank you for giving of your time this afternoon on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I appreciate you sharing a bit of the story of EOS as well as the answering the questions fully. Uh, thank you for being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass community. I appreciate your time today, sir. My pleasure, Richard. Thank you very much. Have a good day. All right, I'd like to also thank our engineer for today, none other than Mr. Paul Roberts, who helped us, and our producers, without whom could not do this show each week. They are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and our newest producer, Nicole Terry. If you'd like to connect with me, I'd say let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, spelled F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.